Running is not meant to be stressful, and it doesn't have to be complicated. It's meant to bring us joy, clarity, and confidence. That's why I'm on a mission to teach you how I keep running simple and help you find your inner grit. Let's put an end to the idea that running is just one more weight loss strategy, because the truth is, running can actually be your ticket to a happier, more fulfilled life. By the way, this misconception that running is only meant for certain people, that the ability to run is something you either have or you don't, well, this just isn't true. Running has nothing to do with ability and everything to do with confidence. So follow me while I show you how to run your happy life. so excited to be coming on today to talk to you guys because I'm talking about something today that I think is so important and really affects so many beginning runners and probably isn't talked about as much as it should be because from experience and from talking to new runners, it is very common and we are talking about what to do when your support system maybe doesn't feel as supportive as you would hope when you take on a new running journey. So let's get into it. You guys know that I've been running for a very long time. I've run through many different aspects of my life. I've run through dating. I've run through marriage. I've run through buying a new home, going to graduate school, having one child, having two children, and now running while starting this business. And so that's a lot of different adventures to be running through. And there are a lot of different stages and seasons of my life and running is different in each and every one. So you may be in one of those seasons right now. Maybe you are even beyond that. Maybe you are retired. Maybe you are um, recently you know, an empty nester. Maybe your kids are going off to college. Maybe, you know, there are so many different aspects of your life that you might be running through right now, but I think this is relevant to all of them, which is, you know, when you start a new running career lifestyle, that's the word I was like, about lifestyle. When you have a new running li- lifestyle, it's going to naturally impact the relationships around you and possibly your typical responsibilities at whatever season of life you're in. And the way that you might hope that others will react and respond as far as support goes might not be how it actually plays out. And I guess, let me be a little bit more specific. I'll share a, share a story with you or share a couple stories. So when I was running initially, um, let's see, Mike and I were... I was, we, we weren't even dating at the time. I was single and I had just moved to Virginia Beach and I was running with um, a friend of mine and living with family and I had just gotten a new job. And so I was still trying to navigate how to fit running in with also figuring out how to run a classroom because I was learning how to run my own classroom. I was a teacher at the time and that requires a lot of after school hours. And so I had to try to figure out how to make that fit in and also still keep the relationships that I had from my teacher friends. And so when I first started, it was, you know, I had made some very close friends. I was very young. I was fresh out of college and we would still go out 
um, you know, maybe once during the week and then on the weekend. And when I said go out, you know, we were going out to the bar, we were drinking. And it was just kind of like this fun party lifestyle that I had from college seeping into like the next phase of my life. And um, so I had made friends and this was kind of what we did. Now, those friends, some of them would also work out with me. So we kind of did have a friendship through working out and through going out. But eventually for me, that kind of changed. And I, you guys know my history that when I first started running, it was all about me trying to lose weight. probably from all the drinking I was doing, but I was trying to lose weight and it was kind of a miserable experience. And um, shortly after I had started that process, I had discovered how to fall in love with running and the idea of setting goals and running races. And I really loved it and I wanted it to be more a part of my life. The thing was, my friends were not on board with that idea not that they weren't on board with it but they weren't interested in it I should say and so my best friends that I was you know going to the gym with and that I was going out with weren't interested in taking running to the next level now when I say next level I'm not talking about like speed training elite training I'm talking about maybe going beyond trying to burn some calories into trying to train for a race and that's where I was shifting I had made another friend you guys hear me talk about Kelly all the time had a huge impact on my life she was the first person to say to me like you should run a marathon and really show me that it's possible that they have plans for that and then if you just follow the plan you can actually run a marathon which is 26 miles and my mind was blown and so she became my best friend and I had to kind of distance myself a little bit from my friends that I was going out with and who um you know, would they would go to the gym and then they would go out um, during the week because I wanted to run. I was really dedicated to trying to reach that goal. And so I would still go out occasionally, but it it just changed my priorities. And it wasn't me, you know, wanting to diss my friends or to not have those relationships. I was just growing into a new season of my life and I was very excited about it. And it, it just changed the dynamics. Now, they, you know, they were supportive and, you know, they would tell me they were so proud of me. It's just that we didn't spend as much time together as we had before. So, you know, I had to be okay with maybe not getting invited to as many things and not, it was not, there was never any intentional of like, well, I'm not inviting her. Again, they were super supportive, but the dynamics just changed and that had to be okay. And so I really, Kelly and I grew closer because I, you know, the age old saying like surround yourself with people that you want to grow into because you know inevitably the people that you hang out with are who you will end up being and I was really into running and Kelly was really into running and our friendship really grew and um, we did things together for fun like train for races and go to running stores and these were things that we did and it was a new friendship and it was so great and we kind of encouraged each other because we were both We had sometimes the same goals, we had sometimes different goals, but it was really cool to kind of form this team and be supportive of each other. Um, During this time, I had met Mike and he ended up moving to Virginia Beach where I live and we ended up getting a place together and we ran in the early on in in my running, we ran together he had been running in Pennsylvania where we were both from and I was running here and then when we were dating, when he would you know come to visit we would go for some runs together I'll never forget we went on a four mile run one of the first times he came to visit and that was huge for me four miles was huge for me 
I had never gone that far before and it was really hot out, but I think we were both trying to impress each other and we just kept running and running and running and it ended up being four miles. And it was, we joke all the time about how we probably almost died that day because we were just trying to impress each other. <laughs> so we both kept going, but neither of us were trained to do that. And so it was, it was really rough and we had to recover from that. But um, shortly after, you know, he entered into that world with me and, um, he and I did my first race ever, the half marathon together. If you guys remember this story about when I had trained and trained and trained for an 8K, the very first race that I had signed up for, it was five miles. I was so excited. And then I showed up to the race not knowing that there was a packet pickup the night before. So I show up for the race ready to run and I didn't have a bib number which is like the number that you pin on your shirt so that everybody knows like, oh yeah, I, I signed up for this and it has your timing chip on it and I didn't have it. And so everybody had these numbers on and I was like, where did you get that? And they said, oh, at the convention center. And so I thought I'm, I better go to the convention center and get mine, but packet pickup was the night before, so it wasn't even available. And um, in hindsight, I probably would have just run. I probably would have just run beside the runners or tried to run as much as I can but I didn't know what to do so I stood there and I cried while everybody else ran because I had worked so hard for this and I stood there and I cried and I cried and I cried I couldn't believe that I didn't get to run the race that I had trained for for so long my training was crap <laughs> it was not good training you guys I was training for a five mile race and I swear I tried to run five miles like several times a week that was my training it was awful I didn't know what I know now. I didn't have anyone to teach me. I didn't have anyone to show me like, here's a plan that will actually work. And so it was, it's just a pretty crazy experience. But after that, I went home and I said, I'm signing up for a race. And the next race in Virginia Beach was a half marathon. And I said, I'm doing it. And I signed up and Mike signed up with me. And we didn't know how to train again. We were just, we didn't even know there were such things as training plans. We just thought, you know, you have to get in shape to run. So we were trying to get as close as we could to 13 miles. And we, you know, we're running too many days of the week and too many miles in the week. And uh, we, we did make it. And I remember getting to mile 10 in the race. And he felt much better than I did. I felt like I was going to die. And the last three miles were so, so, so tough. There was so much walking involved. I didn't think I was going to make it. But we did it, we did it. And then um, that is actually the moment when Kelly said to me, you should do a marathon. And I was like, what, a marathon? And then at that point, that's when Kelly came into my life. And so as I'm saying this out loud, I realized like Mike and I ran the half and then Kelly said to me, let's run the marathon. And it just blew my mind. And then she showed me, she was the one who kind of showed me like, no, you have to follow a plan. And I was like, oh, okay. So then we trained for the marathon and the rest is history. I, that was my lifestyle. That is That was what I wanted to spend my time doing. Like to me, a happy hour was going for a run after a hard day of work and maybe going to have a drink after that um, with, you know, one or two people. But it was just much different. I was changing. And so when I started going on that journey, Mike did not come with me. He, you know, a half marathon was all he was interested in and he was not even interested in that, but he did it to do it with me. And so he stopped and he was in, really into lifting. That was just what he did. And we didn't have kids at the time. We weren't married. And so I carried on with my running and Kelly and I ran and Mike traveled a lot for work. He would leave for sometimes a week at a time and 
you know, we lived in Virginia Beach and most of our family was in Pennsylvania. And so I spent some of that time when I felt kind of, you know, lonely or like if I missed him or missed, you know, being in Pennsylvania, I would use even running as a way to help me work through those emotions. And so running became such, I don't know, I always say it was my salvation, but it was just, it was, it was so much, it, it meant so much to me. It was so much more than just weight loss. It really did help me to cope with a lot of transitions and things like that in life. So um, let's see, when I, when he was traveling and I was running, he was extremely supportive. It was great. He was lifting and I was running and he would come to the races and he would rollerblade and, you know, be so proud of me and I would go farther and he would come and take pictures at the end. And then he, we would joke and he would be like, do I have to come to this race? And um, he would say like, you know, racing or watching a race is like the worst spectator sport because you get to see somebody for a couple of seconds and then you have to wait again for a couple of hours before you see them again. So, but it was funny. It was fun. It was funny. He did some shorter races with me and that was great. And then we got married and bought a house and then suddenly it came, you know, we, we bought a house that needed a lot of work. I mean, a lot of work. Every single room needed so much work, floors, walls, roof, ceilings, windows, siding, I mean, everything. And so our free time started being spent remodeling our home. And that was difficult navigating that, right? Because we had things we had to get done. And so there was definitely still the support. Mike was still supportive of me. And, you know, family would come at the time and they would watch me race. And it was, it was great. But then there was like this expectation of, well, you know, it's the weekend. And so maybe we can't spend all day running 20 plus miles. So we have things to do in the house. And that it was fun. I really enjoyed working on the house. And so I'm really glad that I did that. But the expectations changed. And then suddenly it was kind of like, well, I had to be back by a certain time because we were going to work on a certain part of the house. And it did take both of us. I mean, it was just he and I here. And you know, we would have, um, we have family here that would come and help us uh, periodically. And then we had some family from Pennsylvania that would come and help us. But most of the time it was just us trying to get this house together. And so those expectations changed. And I don't want to say there was less support, but the expectations changed. And what I was needed for changed. And so I had to be mindful of that. And it just didn't feel anymore like I had free reign to just go and run all day because I did that for a while. And it was good. It was great. I loved what we were doing, like I said, but it was it was a different kind of support and expectations. And so then, you know, after a couple of years, we eventually had our first kid. And that's really when things changed a lot. I don't know if there are any other parents out there, but when we had our first child, it was probably the biggest slap in the face. <laughs> I don't know how else to say it. That probably doesn't sound very good, but it was such an eye-opening experience for me. And I don't feel like a lot of people say this, and I don't know if it's because they don't think it or they didn't, they just don't talk about it. I don't know which one it is, but it was a huge adjustment learning that my life was now not top priority and I really couldn't just do what I wanted to do. I couldn't just run when I wanted to run. I couldn't train for these big races because I was needed. You know, I I had for a long time I had to feed, you know, I had my body had to feed this baby so I couldn't be gone like I was needed. 
And um, it was, that was probably the hardest transition was like, oh my God, I, I really don't, it's, it's not necessarily I don't have time, but I don't know how I'm going to make this work because it was just Mike and I. Like we were not, we didn't, our, our, you know, grandparents were in Pennsylvania. There was no, you know, go to grandma's house and I'll have this time or there was none of that. It was Mike or it was me. And that's okay. And I, I'm very grateful for it in a lot of ways, especially now that my kids are a little bit older. But that time was really difficult. So see what happened was, I went from running whenever I wanted, training for ultra marathons. Then I got married and when we bought the house, it became, I couldn't just run all day long. I know that sounds silly, but I really did enjoy doing that. I had to be responsible for what was going on in our house. And so again, it was a blessing and I loved it. We laughed so much, but I had to adjust my running expectations. And, And for me, that means my own self like who I am and my identity I had to adjust that and I had to change that to make it fit where we were and so it had to kind of evolve into what it was at the time and then when I had Jocelyn and I swore to myself before I had kids like I'm gonna make this work I'm gonna be the mom pushing the stroller and I'm going to do whatever I have to do to keep these things going like I had it all planned out in my head but it's just not as easy as it seems (laughs) not by a long shot and so Mike was still occasionally traveling and he's an amazing very involved dad super supportive and super helpful like he does so much and I'm grateful for that but the thing that started to happen was you know, if I wasn't running, then all responsibility was on Mike. So it wasn't just about when I run, Mike was just doing his thing anymore. It's now it's when I run, Mike is in charge of all things involving Jocelyn. And it's a lot of work, you know, if you haven't had a newborn, it's a lot of work. And so I, he, I had to adjust that expectation. So now when I'm out, it's not even about like, well, Mike might need my help with working on this project later. It's that from the second I walk out that door, the clock is ticking and I've kind of put all that responsibility on him. And I know he's fine. Of course, I know he's fine. But I also wouldn't have appreciated if he had kind of left me um, whenever he wanted to for as long as he wanted to to go and lift or whatever he was doing. So I couldn't just go out and run for these obscene amount of hours anymore I had to be mindful of not just him but now Jocelyn because I wanted to be with her so oh there were a lot of emotions involved involved in that and that was the biggest I would say evolution in my running that I had to have I could no longer just do things that I wanted to do for me I had to work around the expectations right like I had to know that when I left, that was putting more respons- my responsibilities on Mike. I was asking him to, to cover, like, cover me, you know, I'll be back. And then um, and now I have a daughter who's wanting to spend time with me too. And so I couldn't, I couldn't just train for marathons whenever I wanted. Now, I did get the best stroller that you can get. I got a Bob stroller and I invested in that and it was important to me. I made it a priority. Um, It was several hundred dollars. And I mentioned that because sometimes we feel like, you know, we want to be martyrs, you know, and especially as parents, we want to be martyrs and we don't want to spend money on ourselves and we don't want to give time to ourselves. But if we don't do that, 
are we really doing anyone a favor? What are we really doing? We're just teaching our kids that we don't matter and that when they're moms, they won't matter. And so that's another podcast for another day, but it's a very important one. So I bought a stroller and I started taking Jocelyn with me when I could. And that was a huge help because then I realized when I'm running now, the clock is starting, right? And I step out the door, but I have Joss with me. We're spending time together and Mike is getting some time to himself, which we both needed. And so I felt like, okay, I can do this. Now I'm not going to be able to push her for, for a marathon because that's not fair to her and not as fun. I'd be very stressed about that. So um, my training was evolving again and I could take her, but it was still, there was never that moment not never. It was a long time until I got that moment of being able to step out and go on a run and not have to worry about anything that didn't come back for years later, years later. And sometimes, did it really come back? Not really. Not really. I mean, eh, occasionally, but not really. So um, quite an adjustment. And so what happened is I felt like Mike, it felt like the support was less and understandably so because, like I said, expectations and responsibilities changed. So it wasn't about anymore, you know, I'm going to, I will come watch you race. I'm going to be there every second. And he did and he does. And not for this to be all about Mike, but just to explain the transition that you go through. But now it was like a, um, you know, I got the baby, you go ahead and go kind of support. And so it, it just changed. It was a lot of going from being about me and now it was about, you know, about our kids and it was about Jocelyn. So it is continuing to evolve. And uh, there was just like this, there was this relationship of me feeling like, me feeling guilty about going and then me being frustrated with him because I was feeling guilty about going, but that wasn't really him. That was me. I was feeling guilty and I felt like he was getting frustrated or mad at me and he wouldn't even have to say anything. And I would come home and say like, I wasn't even gone that long or I don't even know why you're so mad. And he would be like looking at me like, what? Like what is happening right now? And so um, it just felt different. And so that that's a whole different type of relationship and support system that you just have to like, have some clarity with your expectations. Like, what are the expectations now? What can I do? What do I expect from my partner or whoever is helping me, you know, through this life? Like, just having those expectations clear and having an understanding makes you feel like you have more support. And that's all it is, is setting the ground rules and clarifying expectations. Like, all I really had to do was to say, listen, I'm going to go for a run from this time to this time on these days of the week. And as I mentioned in a previous podcast, I am not the best planner. So um, doing that for me, I'm, I'm more of like, a, okay, I'm going to go for a run and that's not fair to him or to anybody else who's helping me out. So clarifying those expectations is important. And I think I would have navigated this whole quote unquote difficulty with support had I been clearer with my expectations. Like, hey, what do you think about me going for a run at nine o'clock on Saturday I want to run this far because I'm trying to train for this race. And I think that would have set the tone for everything. And I would have felt more supported because it was planned and I'm not dropping it on anybody. And I'm respecting the fact that when I step out, that means that I'm asking you to pick up all my responsibilities, like whatever it is, even if it's making breakfast Saturday morning, like I'm asking you to do that now because we have kids. 
And so in, in a lot of ways, when you start a workout routine, you guys, so if you're starting for the first time, you are going to have to set clear expectations for what you need so that it doesn't rock the world of people who are helping you navigate life. Now, if it's just you right now, then you might not have to do that. That might be okay. Your challenge with expectations and support might come more from um, friends or family members who are watching the process and kind of being a little bit negative about what you're doing. Not necessarily because they're picking up your slack when you're going out for runs and having some you know, alone time, but more so because they in my opinion, m- might be jealous or feeling left out in some way because of a new adventure that you're embarking on. For a lot of my runners, many of them have talked about that, about not having support in the way of having family and friends who are constantly negative about it, maybe saying negative things like, why do you even want to run if you're not going to try to lose weight? Like not really understanding that. Or saying, why do you think you can even do this? You've never been a runner. Or laughing and saying, you've hated running your whole life. Like these kinds of things that come out are more about, in my opinion again, about jealousy. And it, it has so little to do with you as the runner. And it has everything to do with them and their own insecurities. And so either... You might get these negative reactions if they're feeling left out, like you are moving on and you're kind of like upping your game and you are up leveling your life and they're kind of left back where they are and they thought, well, I thought we were going to stay in this spot together, whether it's a friend or a a partner or um, a family member, or they're wishing that they were brave enough to take that leap. It's crazy. If you guys start asking around to non-runners, like if you start asking them, like if they wished they could be a runner or if they wished that they enjoyed running, what they would say. And I would say 90% of them, you know, people who have their own thing outside of running, like who are really into biking or CrossFit and they've been doing it for years, not just like, oh, this is the hottest thing that I'm doing for these couple of weeks, but they've been doing it for years. They will be supportive of you because they're confident and happy with where they are. But people who will not be are people who are kind of in a rut, right? They haven't worked out in a long time. They don't feel good about themselves. And here you are stepping out and being brave and trying something new. And they might be saying no to that because they're afraid to fail or they're afraid to invest time in in themselves. And they're afraid to up-level in case they don't make it. And seeing somebody do that someone that they're close to it feels like they're losing that control or they're losing that that power and it's not about you and there's nothing that you have to do you don't have to prove anything you don't have to convince anybody of anything that is not a you problem that is a them problem that is something they have to work to you can empathize and you can say you know how it makes you feel or you can say you know I know you said that you don't think I can do this, but I really think I can. I really think I can. That's It's kind of hurtful for you to say that. And I'm, I'm really going to give this a shot. And, you know, there's this crazy, crazy girl named Tina. And she tells me I can do it <laughs> because you can. 100% you can. And you need more people telling you that. And so if you find that people are negative or they're saying, what are you doing? Why would you do that? I hate running. Ne- 
the what is the quote happy people basically happy people aren't mean (laughs) happy people are not mean if somebody's being mean or unkind or negative they're not a happy person there's something about their life that they are not happy about and that has nothing to do with you so what do you do with it well you stay on your journey you don't let those thoughts come in you don't let their words come in because oftentimes those words are meant to keep you back to hold you down to hold you back those words of negativity that aren't supportive are meant to get you back in their comfort zone because you stepping out of where they are, you up-leveling above where they are choosing to stay makes them uncomfortable. They want to pull you back. And you can welcome them to join you. You can welcome them. Like if it's somebody you love and 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 you want to spend more time with them and grow with them, you can welcome them. Like I'd love for you to do this with me. But it's not about them. And even if they do it with you, it's not about them. This is your journey. They are separate journeys. But you have to not let their words penetrate into your mind because you're going to have, you're going to be working through your own stuff anyway. This is your journey. And so, you know, you can tell them how it makes makes you feel. And if it continues, then you're just going to have to give yourself space, especially until you build that confidence up a few weeks in and realize like they were wrong. They were wrong. And I'm doing this because that will happen. And then eventually you'll keep growing and they'll decide that they want to come with you or they're going to support you or you're just going to be distancing yourself more and more because, you know, nobody wants to be around someone who makes them feel bad about themselves. And so they'll realize that they either need to, you know, up their game and show some support or just expect to spend less time with you. And that's okay. That's okay because it's about them. And hopefully they'll figure out what it is that makes them happy. And, you know, if they want to come back at that point because they're being more supportive, that's fine. Or you can just be done with them. And that's okay too. But your actions, I wouldn't worry about arguing or convincing. There's no need. You, there is no need. Don't spend the energy. Just just do it for you and show up for you. And what's really crazy is if you just keep showing up and you show up with happiness and kindness and, you know, kind of look at their position with empathy and think to yourself like, I'm sorry that, you know, you're so unhappy that you feel like you either can't step up you know like up level yourself or you feel like you have to try to bring me down like and just think about that I'm I'm sorry that you're in that place because you taking on a running journey you will not be in that place you will be growing as a human you'll be growing as an individual you'll be learning about yourself you'll be shooting for the moon because rarely ever do you stop and say like that's good I'm done like you're gonna say wow I did that I wonder what else I can do and it's going to it's going to change you as a person. Your confidence will skyrocket and you'll start thinking like what else could I challenge myself with? I mean, I got uncomfortable on this training plan and it felt kind of good and look at me now. What else could I do that could make me feel like that? And you know what? Sometimes you'll you'll make more friends and more connections with people who are also growing and climbing with you and that's great. If you have a team or if you have people who can who can go on this journey with you and be supportive, then that's who you turn to to talk about, you know, what was difficult about running or what you're proud of because they're going to be happy for you because they're doing what they need to up-level their life and to feel good about themselves. And so bottom line is it's not a you problem and you don't have to fix it, but you also don't have to be around it. You can also distance yourself and you can do it with kindness and empathy. 
you don't have to be aggressive because you're a runner and that makes you happy now because you run and that makes you happy. And because you're happy, you're not going to spend your time being negative and trying to bring people down or going to their level, I guess I should say. You're going to rise above because you're a happy runner and that's what you do. And your actions will show that their words aren't going to penetrate and you're not going to let them in. Your actions will prove that. And then they'll either rise with you or you'll find others that are either already risen or they're rising with you. And you'll surround yourself with them and guess what? You'll keep going because that's what happens. When you surround yourself with people who are raising the bar and who are pushing to the next level, then that's what happens. You want to raise the bar and you want to push to the next level and that's pretty cool. So think about that. The next time you're hanging out with you know, your friends or the people you spend most time with, look at them and ask yourself, is that who I want to be? Is that who I want to be? Because you will be, you will become the people you spend the most time with. And that's true for these groups too. For all my, my members in the group listening to this, I imagine most of you are members of my groups listening to this. Uh, you guys surrounded yourself with some pretty amazing people and look at how much you're rising. Look at how much you're rising. You guys are turning into the next group of runners who are going to the next level constantly. You are continuing, continuing to rise. And my first and second groups, almost everybody, almost everybody has risen together and they are continuing to rise because they've surrounded themselves with a new group of people who have decided to be happy and to up-level themselves and to distance themselves from the negativity because you don't have to listen to it. You just don't have to. On that note, I hope you guys are rising. I know hope you're jumping in and you're being brave and you're the one that's up-leveling yourself and deciding to invest in yourself and seeing how far you can go. And I hope you are running and smiling and growing and changing and being the most confident person that you can be. All right, you guys, I'll talk to you again soon. Thanks for listening, guys. Remember, if you heard something that resonated with you or something you think someone else needs to hear, make sure you share this episode. You can carry on the conversation by joining the Run Your Happy Life Facebook group or by following me on Instagram at runwithtinareffa. Send me a DM and let me know what you'd like to hear more about. I'm on a mission to turn non-runners into runners and doubters into believers. So if this is you, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Until next time, go get uncomfortable and chase that sunshine. <laughs>